all right folks what is going on welcome to the first of frame rate show this is episode 392 hope you guys are having a happy monday hopefully everything is going your way um i am vf baller over here we talk about georgia southern and atlanta falcons football and we're going to start off this week just talking about the division now i know it's very early and i don't think you should write off any of these teams yet but i definitely don't want to write off my falcons you know basically i talk about the falcons so why not just go ahead and go in and tell you guys even though this season hasn't started yet the falcons aren't out of reach of the division title i'm going to talk about why i think that what do the falcons need to do and how they can do it in my opinion of course and uh we'll just go from there if this is your first time here welcome like i said this is the first and frame rate show I am VF Baller. We talk about, you know, Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football, everything under that umbrella. I can be found on YouTube and Rumble if you want to watch the visual side of this show. I also can be found on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And uh, pretty much, I want to thank you guys for the support. I can't thank you guys enough. And uh, without y'all, I wouldn't be doing this on a, day, on, on a daily basis, basically, Monday through Friday. Saturday and Sunday, I do be doing a little bit of research and try to put my spin on a couple of things that are out there. So we're going to get into this and uh, let's just do it. The Falcons are in a big transition. I say this a lot. I talk about this extensively on a, uh, you know every day when I do the show. But I feel like the way that the Falcons are built and the way they're set up, I think they're they're really built to win football games. This is not a situation where these guys are just waiting for the next year or the next offseason to continue to build. I really feel that these guys are trying to make something happen. All the moves have been made throughout the offseason, the draft, and uh, the mindset of the coach and uh, uh, what's his name, Terry Fontenot, the GM, they got this thing to the point where they they want to do something and they want to do this like now. And and I'm actually I'm actually impressed with the way this offseason has been going. I, I have not I, I didn't ne- never thought that they was going to turn around so much and so in and, 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 you know so little time. And it's gotten to the point where I look back and I'm a little kind of optimistic. I don't think that this is a team that is, you know, going to really, you know, actually be at the bottom of the NFL. If they do end up that way, they're not going to go out, you know, without a fight. And and that's the way that you want your teams to be. All 32 teams need the fight to be the best every week when they out there on that football field. And I think with the mentality of Arthur Smith, even last year, I mean, the Falcons pretty much, for the most part, did not lay down when it came to um, these games. I mean, they were at one point late in the season. You're talking about like week 15, week 16, where these guys were still vying for a playoff spot, believe it or not. And with the depleted team we had, it would have been a miracle if we made the playoffs. And I'm pretty sure we probably would have been bounced out out the first round. But to make that happen with so much little uh, progression in the team, with a lot of regression on the team, a lot of guys that have just was not there, just really made it think like, you know what? I think we got a pretty good coach on our hands. Now, Coach Arthur Smith has flipped the script. Knowing that we had a depleted wide receiver, uh, 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 you know, core, and we did not have that much going on in the pass rush, 
he's trying his best to make that happen where we can boost up some more guys or not just boost up some guys, you know, load with more, load more personnel there. Well, we're going to have, you know, four or five different guys that can be able to catch footballs, able who can get at the quarterback. And, you know, we did lose our quarterback, you know, as far as Matt Ryan goes. But I'm going to tell you guys something. I think Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter is going to surprise a lot of people. First and foremost, I think I think Marcus Mariota is, is actually not – that bad of a quarterback yeah he has some injuries some things hasn't been going this way or that way but i think that he's going to be able to be fairly productive and when you have receivers and tight ends that are the size that they are i think he's going to be able to you know make some things happen you know i you know and 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 not just to go too far into the actual team because i've done that for the past four minutes I want to talk about why this team is not, you know, necessarily out of reach of the division title. First and foremost, we want to look at these Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have been pretty solid. The Panthers beat us one time. I think we should have lost that game. I, I want to think it was Sam Darnold actually, you know, you know, put the team on his back and beat us at one point. I, I can't even remember if it happened last year or whatever the case may be. But nevertheless, even with Baker Mayfield coming in, I think – we made much more significant jump with our defense overall to make a difference against a team like uh, the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are a sneaky team. They're our divisional rivals. They could win one on us, but I expect, honestly, I expect us to sweep the, the Carolina Panthers. I expect us to do that. Now, that doesn't mean that we will, but I expect that to happen. So that's two get, that's two wins in the division. Uh, I haven't looked much more into the Carolina Panthers as much as I did my Falcons, but I need to do more research when it comes to these teams, but it's still early. So, but as of right now, knowing what I see with the Falcons done and the only real headline they had with the Panthers was getting Baker Mayfield. So I may need to look into more into the, into the Panthers. Like I need to look into all the other teams, but as of right now with the Falcons with the biggest turnover, Probably in the in, in all of NFL in the NFL, there are there are better team, and I think with the better team that they have, I think they're going to be able to beat the Panthers twice this year. I don't think they're a the better team over the Panthers because I don't know everything about them. But with all the stuff that I've seen with the Falcons do, and like I said, the lack there of news of what the Panthers done, I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to be that big of a difference to overcome what we have on defense when it comes to the Falcons. So I think the Falcons should win those games. So that's two wins against a divisional opponent. Now, I'm going to get to the Saints next. Now, I heard the Saints got a pretty good defense. Now, this is a team that we heard a lot of rumblings on. I heard a lot of news with the with the Saints. Michael Thomas should be back. They even got another receiver. I think the receiver from Ohio State, they picked him up as well. Um, also they already had a couple other receivers that's good. Alvin Kamara, he has legal troubles, but I expect him to play. I haven't heard anything out of the way with that. So their offense is actually pretty solid. The only question mark is the quarterback. Now, Jameis Winston can produce at a pretty high level if you give him the, the opportunity to. But at the same time, Jameis Winston can give the ball away at a high level if he has the opportunity to. So Everything hinges on the quarterback. I don't know what Ian um, 
uh, who's the other quarterback? I, I want to say Ian Book from Notre Dame, and I think they got Andy Dalton. I, it, look, those two guys are a wash. If they put those guys on the center, I think we'll be able to do some things against them. Now, their defense, per se, there's a lot of rumblings saying that their defense is actually pretty good. Um, I, I've always... I've always respected Marshawn Lattimore, even though he he constantly got cooked by Julio Jones, but that's another story for another day. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, I respect him because he's never he he has never given up as trying to be a dominant cornerback. If you got a guy that's going to continuously fight the for uh, to be the best, I'm always going to have respect for you. But with that being said, the rest of that secondary is pretty solid as well. And that's what, that's what I'm worried about more than Marshawn Lattimore. That secondary is actually pretty good. Now, we have a lot of receivers that are 6'5", 6'4", and higher. It's going to be a problem for that secondary, but I feel that they're going to give us a little bit of trouble. Um, The front seven has always been something that the, the Saints have been pretty good with. Cameron Jordan, Dominique, uh, I want to say Dominique Davis. I want to say uh, Demario Davis. One of the, I can't remember what his name is, but they got some guys up there. Marcus Davenport, they have some guys up front. Um, can the Falcons offensive line move those guys around and able to get some running game with Tyler Algier and uh, Cordell Patterson, Dame Williams? Uh, Cordell Patterson did torch this team last year at, at one point. And, um, you know, with the comeback victory, can that happen again? Well, I will say this. If anything, it always going to depend on the protection of the quarterback. If we can keep Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter, when I think Marcus Mariota probably going to end up being the starter, keep him up, keep them upright. They're going to be, it's going to be a problem for the Saints because one, one of two things can happen. Marcus Mariota could possibly, you know, get some yards in the passing game or he can get some yards in the running game because he can run as well. So this is something that we need to look into as well. Desmond Ritter is another one. He can move a little bit. So the offensive line, once again, is going to have to hold up against the Saints defensive front seven. Could that happen? I don't know. But I expect the Saints and the Falcons split between these two. Panthers, we sweep them. The Saints one and one so that leaves us what three and one in the uh it leaves us three and one in the division huh boy i'm gonna tell you something right now these um, buccaneers um with tom brady you always gonna have a problem against this team um or any team with tom brady on it now uh we had a chance to split last year against the the, the Tampa bay buccaneers with the lesser team now i think this team is better I haven't heard much change with the Buccaneers. I know they got Russell uh, Gage now. He's one of the big additions to the Buccaneers. I haven't heard anything else, but once again, I'll say this is very early. I think it's like once again, it's like two months until the first game is played. So I'm going to have to evaluate more. But outside of that, I think we are a better team and we could probably steal one from the Buccaneers. So once again, I don't want to get too much far in the weeds because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Tom Brady has the, you know, the capacity to sweep the Falcons and possibly beat every team in this division. But I do feel, I do feel the Saints could still one from the Buccaneers. I also feel that the Panthers could possibly still one from the Buccaneers. Even though I said the Panthers is not as, uh, as, as heavy as they are. Um, I think they can, but I don't think they will. 
I think the Saints will still one from the Bucks, and I think we can possibly still one from them as well. So with that being said, it's going to be pretty much a tiebreaker between the Buccaneers and the Falcons, in my opinion. Now, that's why I say the Falcons aren't out of reach of division title because now you're looking at a situation where the Falcons end up losing one to the Buccaneers, losing one to the Saints, possibly. That's going to leave them at, uh, what, four and two? The Buccaneers, once again, they're going to probably lose one to the Saints, lose one to the Falcons. That's going to leave them four and two. That leaves you right there in the mix for the division title. NFC South is not necessarily wide open, but I don't think it's a runaway situation where the Falcons are basically going to be out of reach of it. Now, I'm going to continue to talk about these uh, Buccaneers real quick. You got Mike Evans, you got Russell Gage, you got a couple other, I think Godwin is still there. So you're going to still have some guys that's going to be pretty prominent when it comes to the passing game. Can the secondary of the Falcons hold up? I think they can. I think with the addition to Casey Hayward, Richard Grant stepping up, and you already know how A.J. Terrell plays. Um, what's his name? Isaiah Oliver is coming back. So we're going to have some guys that's going to be ready to go. We also have a couple of other defensive backs that, that are going to be playing. Could step up and do some things. Will they be able to confuse Tom Brady? Nobody's going to confuse Tom Brady. The only thing you can do is contain what they can do. Tom Brady is already liable to probably get 300 I would say at least 290 yards minimum. So with that being said, they're going to have to let them get the yards but not get the points. That's basically what you're going to have to do. Once again, what I said last episode when I was talking about Dean Pease, if they can limit these teams to two, maybe three scores, especially a team like Tom Brady and at quarterback, if you can limit those guys to 14 to 21 points, I think the Falcons have an excellent chance of winning this game or both games. When you have an offense like the Falcons could possibly have with these big, tall receivers, it's going to be a problem for the Buccaneers. Now, they have a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent secondary. I do believe that the Saints have a fairly better secondary. Um, so I think that the Falcons could make some things happen in the passing game. The problem is, the problem is definitely that front seven of the Buccaneers. That is going to be the big deal for the Falcons because the front seven of the Buccaneers gave the Falcons hell last year. They gave them absolute hell. So they're going to have to find a way to give the, some protection, find a way to run the ball, and leave that, that front seven honest because you have guys like I think Levante David is still there and a couple other guys that are actually pretty stout. Oh, I think White. I, I, I man, it's been so long. I can't even remember everybody on that team. But when you have guys up there that can move the move around, they're gonna have to keep them honest. So that's what Tyler Algier could possibly come in. You could possibly have like Cordell Patterson actually do some things. So we have to really look into what they can do to keep the Buccaneers defense honest. Because like Todd Bowles is the, is the head coach now. He specializes in defense, and if he specializes in defense, you already know what time it is. You already know what's happening. You know what's going to be what's going to be going on. So, I don't know much about the Panthers. Definitely know a good bit about the Saints because they're our you know our arch rival. We're really you know always up in their ear, up in their face about what they're going to do and what they can't do. And the Buccaneers have been that team that you have to keep an eye on. Not only because Tom Brady's there, it's just the fact that the Buccaneers always been a thorn in our side, regardless. Even when James Winston was over there. They're, you know, they've been a thorn in the Falcon side. So um, 
I, I have pretty much high hopes for my team. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that things can't happen because I believe things could happen. And I think that with the way things are going with the Falcons and the transactions that they made, I think there's nowhere but to go but up. Because I think a lot of the transactions they made were actually pretty good. I don't see a problem with many of the transactions. I think for the most part, my only gripe is we pretty much, you know, picked up a lot of bears <laughs> when it came to, uh, you know, picking up players. We got a lot of Chicago bears. Now, if this trend continues, I don't know when Kendall Vildor uh, uh, contract is up. But if you want to pick up a Chicago Bear, bring that kid home. Not only I'm biased because he's a Georgia Southern uh, alum. I mean, he's from Atlanta as well. And, and for, for the most part, he's played pretty good so far in his NFL career. Go ahead and bring him home if you want to continue to pick up uh, Chicago Bears for that matter. So um, pretty much that's going to be it for this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this. If you like this commentary, hit the like button, share this podcast, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, also, um, sh like I said, share this, just send the link to this podcast to someone that may not, that may not know anything about it. Just send it to them. Don't send no other matches. Just send it to them and see if they want to listen, you know, especially if they're a Falcons fan. Hell, if they're a fan of any of these teams in our division, send it to them. So I want to hear some dissenting voices in the comment section or on the feedback avenue. And if you don't mind, go to that feedback avenue. Give me some uh, feedback. Let me know if I've done something right, anything wrong. If I need to change some things, let me know. Or at the, for the most part, give me a five-star rating on that Apple Podcast Avenue or any of these avenues that give you a rating. I, I need to know how well everything is going or how well it's not going. Um, once again, if you can't find me, I'm on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Also on YouTube and Rumble. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at VFBaller. I need to put a um, some type of, you know, disclaimer up on the screen to let you guys know where you can find me on Twitter because a lot of people have been asking. Also, if you don't mind, you want to check out the Discord. The link is down in the description as well. And uh, we'll just go from there. All right, y'all. Y'all guys enjoy the rest of you guys. Monday. And uh, you guys take it easy, man. It's Monday. I know it's going to be a little bit of drag, but you guys will make it. See you guys on Tuesday. You guys be easy and you guys be blessed. Peace.